Hello and welcome to this episode of From God to Us. In our continued journey through the New Testament, we come today to the last of Paul's letters that we have in our New Testament Bibles, the little book of Philemon. It wasn't the last letter he wrote. The last letter he wrote was 2 Timothy. But this letter is one of the prison epistles written along the same time as Philippians, Colossians, and Ephesians. When we come to this little book, we find it's very short, and it, it takes about one page in our most of our Bibles. It's an interesting little book because it really has no doctrinal teaching. It's just a personal letter to a man named Philemon. The theme might be stated as Paul wrote this short letter to Philemon in order to encourage him to accept and forgive his runaway slave, Onesimus. The theme is love for the brothers and sisters in Christ. The background is, is that Onesimus had stolen from his master Philemon and had run away. He traveled to Rome where he came into contact with Paul and Paul led him to the Lord and he became useful for Paul and his ministry. However, Paul knew that as followers of Christ, both he and Onesimus had a responsibility to Philemon. He was Philemon's slave. Philemon was a believer from Colossae, whom Paul knew very well, and Paul sends Onesimus back to Philemon along with this letter to explain what has happened to him and to ask Philemon to forgive Onesimus and to receive him as a brother in the Lord. So the structure is very simple. Philemon is a personal letter addressing a problem of a runaway slave who has now come to faith in Christ. There are no theological issues addressed in the letter, but it's just an appeal to apply Christian principles to real life. Paul appeals to Philemon as a fellow believer whom he loves and respects. He commends him for his love for other people. Then Paul explains that his slave Onesimus has come to Christ and now is Paul's son in the faith. Onesimus is beneficial to Paul and his ministry, but he is sending Onesimus back to his brother in Christ. Onesimus was once worthless slave, but now he is a dear brother in Christ. Paul appeals to Philemon to accept Onesimus back as he would accept Paul himself. And Paul will take responsibility for any debt that Onesimus owes. Paul then closes by asking Philemon to prepare for him to come and stay with him. And that's basically the letter. Uh, we'll turn to the text itself and read through it. Again, it's, it's not a long letter, it's just a, but it's a very personal letter. It's probably the, well, the most personal of all of Paul's letters because he's not dealing with doctrinal issues. He's just dealing with this relationship between Philemon and his runaway slave, Onesimus. Verse 1, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, and to Apria, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home, grace and peace from God our Father and to the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's primarily to Philemon, but he's also writing to the other believers because Paul wants them to hear this letter. Verse 4, I always thank my God and remember you in my prayers because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. 
Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. So Philemon is a dear brother in the Lord. He's faithful to the Lord. He shares his faith. And Paul says, I pray you just keep doing that. But you, your life has been a refreshment to other people. And we thank God for you. Verse 8, therefore, in Christ, I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do. Yet I appeal to you on the basis of love. I then, as Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful for both you and me. So he's saying, I, I could make you and command you to do this, but I'm appealing you to, in love regarding Onesimus. He, he's the slave who's run away, but he says he's now my son. Paul has led him to Christ, and he has been useful in the ministry to Paul there in Rome. Paul is still in prison in Rome, and Onesimus has been serving and been faithful. But then Paul says, I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I will am in chains for the gospel. But I did, want, did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do will be spontaneous and not forced. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back for good, no longer as a slave, better than a slave, a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. So he said, I'm sending him back. He was your runaway slave. I'm respecting you as his master, but I'm sending back to you and, and telling you that he is now not just a slave. He is your brother in the Lord. He knows Jesus. And he says, I wanted to keep him because he's, he's already shown faithfulness in serving the Lord. And he says, he's very dear to me, and, but I'm doing what is right and sending him back to you. Verse 17, so if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me your very life. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ, confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. So Paul kind of hints to the idea that he would like Philemon to release Onesimus to come and serve him. He doesn't outwardly request this, but it seems to be implied in the letter that you're going to do what's right. First of all, to accept him back as a brother in the Lord, not punish him, uh, because Paul says if he owes you anything, which he probably did, then I'm going to pay for it. I will pay for it out of my pocket because uh, he is now a brother in the Lord. And then um, verse 22, and one thing more, prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greeting. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. That's the letter. It's just a personal letter to Philemon, to ask him to forgive and to accept now his brother in the Lord, not just a slave, but to accept him back and to not punish him 
and possibly Paul is hinting to release him to come back to help me because he's beneficial to me. Even as a young believer in the Lord, he has faith and he is, he is faithful in serving the Lord. So that's uh, essentially the letter. Again, it, it's not a long letter. There's not a lot of doctrine. Actually, there's not really any doctrine. It's just a letter about acceptance, about love and forgiveness for our brother in Christ. As we said before, Paul has not really tried to end slavery in the Roman Empire. It was something beyond greater than what he was sent to do. Uh, he was sent to preach the gospel, to lead people to Christ, to help people to live godly lives. And he's showing respect to Philemon as a slave owner, but he's in, instructing him, you must love him as a brother in Christ. So even though he's a slave, He's more than that. He's your brother in Christ. And so I think it's a, a letter that teaches us to love other people regardless of what state they're in, especially those who are brothers and sisters in Christ. Some lessons we might learn from this is that biblical Christianity impacts our culture and everything we do. So again, even though slavery wasn't ended He's showing a totally different attitude that a person should have towards slaves and masters. Slaves should be obedient and respect their masters. I mean, masters should love their slaves as human beings and especially those who are brothers in Christ. Number two, our faith in Jesus Christ changes our understanding of people, especially those in Christ. People are why Jesus came into the world. To save individuals is why Jesus Christ came. And so we have a different understanding of human beings. Those who are, who are saved are brothers and sisters in Christ. Those who are not saved are people who Jesus came also to die for. Number three, Jesus' command to love one another takes priority over our personal choices. Remember the two greatest commands, love the Lord your God above all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So I think this, this little letter promotes that. And finally, we must be willing to demonstrate love and forgiveness within the church for the testimony of Christ. When we are examples of love and forgiveness toward one another, then we are examples of Jesus Christ. Well, that's the little letter of Philemon. And again, there's not a lot there, but there's some, some really true principles that we need to take and apply to our lives. We need to have love and forgiveness toward one another in the body of Christ as a testimony to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, friends, I hope you found something helpful in this, and I trust and pray that God will bless you as you continue to read and study his word.